As many of you know, one of my favorite writers is the Kentuckian Wendell Berry. And one of my favorite novels of his is called Remembering. In that novel, Andy Catlett is a broken man. He's away from his home in Port William, Kentucky, lost in the anonymity of a San Francisco hotel. It's a place where he feels the peril and promise of being whatever and whoever he wants to be. No one knows him here, and so there's a kind of freedom that he rarely feels back home in his community where everyone's known him all his life. That freedom is tempered and tempted by the brokenness of his body. A few months before his trip, Andy was helping some neighbors bring in their corn, and he got his hand caught in the corn picker and lost it, having his right hand severed from his arm. That loss has left him depressed, quarrelsome, not sure who he really is anymore. He is a man who has been dismembered and is longing for a wholeness that he cannot grasp. Most of us have not lost a hand, but I think that many of us, especially for myself, sometimes have this same kind of longing for wholeness, to be made whole. We so often can feel disconnected from ourselves, our community, from the life of the world around us. For some, that disconnection is a longing to return to their home place, their way blocked by obstacles which rise from the seas around us. For others, it's a feeling of unsettledness in our souls, like a lake that's been all stirred up, the muddy waters making our way opaque. Whatever the source and the symptom, our response is a desire a longing for which we need a name. Saint may seem like a, an odd word to choose as a name for this longing, yet in its truest sense, I think saint is just the right term. To be a saint in its fullness is to be made whole, It's to discover who we really are at our center. That definition of sainthood is one that I learned from another Kentucky writer, the Trappist monk Thomas Merton. Merton spent much of his time in a small, off-the-grid shack at the Abbey of Gethsemane, about 80 miles south of Wendell Berry's farm, where he wrote Remembering. It was there in the quiet of the woods that 
Merton wrestled with what it really means to be holy. Holiness, we might think, would be fairly straightforward for a monk. But in his reflections written from that place, titled New Seeds of Contemplation, Merton came to a vision of sainthood that's far different from any stereotype. Merton wrote that for me to be a saint means to be myself. Therefore, the problem of sanctity and salvation is in fact the problem of finding out who I am and discovering my true self. Finding out who we are, our true selves, is a difficult and dangerous task. The danger is that in our desire to be ourselves, to be made whole, we may think that we can become ourselves all on our own, that our identity is something that we get to control. Be yourself is a mantra captured by the marketers who have selves to sell. They package them in the airbrushed images of people we think we might want to long to be. Rich, full, and laughing, praised by all. We see those images flashing like mirages in the deserts of our lives. Empty oases emanating from our screens. Yet, however full our stomach has been, we know that it has not ended our craving. However much we've laughed, we realize that so often it's a comedy of the absurd. Despite our purchases of paid-for happiness, the prosthetics of our souls, we are still, more often than not, poor in spirit, hungry in heart, mourning the hard realities of just being human. And it's exactly here, in this place of empty longing, that Jesus offers an opening to wholeness, the blessedness of being a saint. I think Eugene Peterson's message translation captures the essence of Jesus' teaching best. Here's how he puts it. You're blessed when you've lost it all. God's kingdom is there for the finding. You're blessed when you're ravenously hungry. Then you're ready for the messianic meal. You're blessed when the tears flow freely. Joy comes in the morning. When we can recognize our need for wholeness, we are ready for healing. We are ready to be remembered in the life of God's great communion. But we have to watch out that we don't fill that gap with substitutes before we allow the healing to arrive. It's here that the warnings of woe come in. It's trouble ahead if you think you have it made. What you have is all you will ever get. And it's trouble ahead 
If you're satisfied with yourself, yourself will not satisfy for long. And it's trouble ahead if you think life's all fun and games. There's suffering to be met, and you're going to meet it. Being our true selves, finding our fullness, is not something that we can do on our own. It is a reality that comes only when we are gathered into a larger body, the communion in which we find our own lives in the great dance of all creation. Today we are celebrating all saints. And in this day, we are invited to be ourselves by being remembered in the fullness of God's love. In the calendar of the church year, we celebrate so many occasions in the life of the church. We celebrate the coming of Christ and the incarnation at Christmas. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus on Easter and the coming of the Spirit and the forming of the Church on Pentecost. But All Saints is the day in which we celebrate ourselves. It's the day when we remember ourselves as connected to all those who have gone before us and will come after us. It's the day when we remember that each of us is uniquely beloved by God, belonging to one another. And when we begin to forget ourselves, when we forget our unique belovedness, as we so often are prone to do, we can trust that in this communion of the saints, we, to which we belong, God and those saints will remember us, recalling us to our fullness, reminding us of who we truly are. At the end of Barry's novel, Remembering, Andy Catlett returns home, home from the temptations of another life, home from the possibilities of the city. When he arrives, his family has gone to visit some neighbors, and so he lies down to take a nap. In that sleep, he's drawn in a dream out into the countryside, guided by a shadowy figure to the familiar landscape that is now energized by light and song, the song of the many members of one love. In the joy of that singing, Andy is able to see his community in its completeness, the veil of its seeming brokenness drawn back for a moment. In his vision, he sees every being from grass to trees to people, even the dead long lost, are gathered in a common membership of one another and of the place and of the song or light in which they live and move. And in this song, Andy remembers and is remembered. He is restored in joy, his lost hand now healed in the communion of love's great belonging. This remembering is the reality we celebrate this day, recognizing that our wholeness is made not by ourselves alone, but by being members of this great song of all creation into which we are invited to add our voice.
It's a song of love and praise, a joyful song to the God who holds us all, never forgetting who we are, ready to remember us to the very end of all time. And those of us who go by the name of saints, the great chorus of this choir, are not those who have it all figured out, those who are never poor, tired, or hungry. We are not those who have all our limbs or wits intact. Instead, we are those who know that when we forget, we are held in God's remembrance. And whenever we need to know who we are, we can let God look at us, a gaze in whose reflection we can see ourselves again, alive in the unique reality of our belovedness. God has called us to be saints, and however much we may forget who we are, God will not. May we ask God and this communion all around us to remind us whenever we lose our true selves. We are, each of us, God's unique and beloved children, saints made whole in God's love. Amen.